till Alfonso Riviera looking dude. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the Not Another Podcast. I am your host, Roger. This is my co-host, Dustin. <laughs> and today, we're going to start our podcast. We've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, finally have it. The technology is easily accessible. It's free. Again, whoever made this app is... They made a fortune. Uh, facts. But uh, we appreciate that. So, um, And then we actually have a guest today on our very first episode. Um, hopefully, we can actually keep that going. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> Yep, my name is Tim. Uh, basically, just here as a special guest because I can only show up on Fridays. So, <laughs> uh, but the truth. I'm just as much of a sports fan as any other person. Have some hopefully interesting topics to discuss. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, and um, yeah, on this podcast, we're gonna be talking about mostly sports, but really any type of thing will come up. We love going on tangents, and we will fully ride them all the way out. Okay, um, facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, most, Dustin and I, we're, we have much more focus on football and basketball. That's probably what we're going to be talking about, basketball more than anything. But uh, Tim has come to us with a baseball perspective. Um, that's a sport I don't watch as much as any other sport. Um, but it's something that's <clears throat> there's been some concerns in that ba- in the baseball community as of late, and the the game needs to change. So uh, Tim's going to tell us a little bit about that a little bit later. Basically, what that means is I'm the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, not me. <laughs> um, again, again, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a purely, purely factual show. As I drop my phone. All right. So today is May thirty first, two thousand nineteen. Which means yesterday it was game one of the NBA Finals. So, Raptors, Warriors, I really actually didn't expect this matchup. I wanted it to be Milwaukee, Golden State, just because I wanted to see Giannis take down the Warriors. I didn't think anyone else could do it. However, we were shocked last night. Raptors came away with game one. What do you think about that, Dustin? I'll tell you what, I felt like it needed to work because I kept telling people I wanted the Eastern Conference Finals. They come down to Toronto versus the Bucks. Once I ultimately realized that my hopes for the Celtics is it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen. The chemistry was too bad. <laughs> True. And uh, I actually remember thinking after a while, this dude Kawhi Leonard, you know, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, he's probably gonna have to guard Kevin Durant because you know I assume Kevin Durant would be playing right now. Then I realized he wasn't. I was like, man, he's probably gonna chase Steph Curry around like crazy. When uh, after watching him guard Greek Freak, I was like, "Yo, I feel like he he can guard anybody as long as they're not a center." And I guess he's about to prove me some more right. So yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm not surprised that the Raptors won. Not at all. Uh, they have a crazy home court. Yeah. Uh, specifically now that they've now that it's not Kyle Lowry and DeRozan self imploding at the same time, they got Kawhi. Who definitely came through when the Greek freak was Greek freaking on everybody. <laughs> True. So, I'm not surprised, especially not with all the hype that Drake's been getting while he's been there. Like he's crazy. I mean, Drake is the new Spike Lee. We should just call him Aubrey Lee. That's who he's become. <laughs> That's what I, <laughs> I told I told Tim that last night. I was like, it's like Spike Lee back in the day. That man was an 11th player on the court. Oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta get over and look it up. Was Spike Lee in rap videos too? I think so. So what? He was definitely in that commercial for the Jordans. 
Oh, you remember that when he was sitting on the rim? <laughs> he made movies. I don't. I didn't see it. But we young. We're young. We're we're all twenty five. So <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I'm trying to look for stats. Oh, I Somebody, it. yeah, pull up the stats. I want to see well, how these players performed last night. And I, you know, honestly, with uh, the Raptors looking at it, um, you know, obviously Kawhi Leonard, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get, yeah. you know, thirty points. Yeah. Generally, a game probably five or more rebounds, assists. Yeah. You know, you know what he, what he had last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was his line? Let's see. Because we all. Yeah, Leonard was twenty three points, um, eight rebounds, five assists. So. You know, it's you, you kind of gonna expect that from him now. Him and him and uh, Pascal combined for what fifty five points? Yeah. Now, and honestly, I think that's what I wow. think's gonna be the you know the big thing about the series because yeah. uh, you know who know you know Cousins is there, but you know you don't know we don't know how <clears throat> much of a difference he's gonna make in the series. But you yeah. know, with uh, Siakam, Gasol, uh, Ibaka, you know, you have those three. They have the size advantage yeah, inside for so, sure for sure you know you think about it those you know, Gasol had 20 points um you know Siakam and, and Fleet had 15 combined for 52 yeah <laughs> like you know they only played nine nine players but you know they all have solid stats everyone had a back a basket that played so mm-hmm. I don't know Jody Meeks was on that team Vector. <laughs> Joe Demix is one of those dudes I saw in 2K and I was like, you're getting dunked on. Get out the way. Yeah. <laughs> Meek won't inherit anything today. Yeah. <laughs> He's done. That was good. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, it was, you know, Splash Brothers show as we, that's kind of what I was expecting. Um, but obviously it's going to have to, it's going to take more for them to actually, you know, like be effective against Toronto. Like, Something yeah, something I didn't realize is Draymond Green had a triple double, so you know that calm and collective. Wow. Ten ten ten, but you know, obviously that's what you're gonna get from Green, so Yeah. But, you know you look at Curry, Thompson both had, you know, thirty four and twenty one points. Green had ten points. No other Warriors were in double figures. Yeah. So And that hurt them for sure. Um Indeed. I think they're just they're so used to winning with KD, you know what I'm saying? Like, they definitely have, they obviously have the potential to win without him because they've done that before, but I think he's been, he's become a very crucial piece in this puzzle. Um, have When did they say he was able to return? He was ruled out for game two today. I saw uh, a report okay. on that. I got you. So, you know, we, he's not going to play in game two, so that could, you know, see what happens in the yeah. second game in Toronto. But, you know, he traveled with the team. Yeah, um, he's so, been traveling, yeah. So that's... Encouraging. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm not a team doctor, obviously. But, <laughs> right. You know, that could... You know, we're talking about sometime when, when they're in Golden State, you know, hope possibly. Um, but, you yeah, know... Yeah, I feel you. Now, it'll be interesting, you know, you see... Because, you know, the Warriors played some of their best basketball against Portland. True. So, <laughs> without KD. Yeah, that's very but, true. Um, the thing is, so... Obviously, getting KD back, yeah, is this, you know it's obviously anyone could dream of that in the middle of the finals, but um, it who knows it may actually disrupt what's happening. True. So, oh yeah, what do you think, Dustin? I tell you what, I'm not surprised they won at home because they were at home. Yeah, 
My thing is, they got rid of DeRozan. You still have Kyle Lowry. I'm convinced that at some point, Kyle Lowry's going to wet the bed somewhere in this series because that's just kind of who he is. But outside of that, um, I personally believe that when Golden State beat Houston last year, uh, they had that horrible shooting night. I don't think they had the legs to like chase the Warriors around for like seven games. <laughs> they don't stop moving. You're right. And granted... Nobody on that team could D up like Kawhi, but I saw this theory a couple years ago that Kawhi Leonard could actually make a defense worse because he's so good. They would just find ways to put him on people who don't matter. Or like <laughs> Interesting. Or like uh, you literally force your other people to play because the best player is not moving. He's not moving. True. I don't know if that's like a real thing. I saw some videos about it, but I do think that uh, – the Raptors have proven that their execution can falter. Because uh, uh, Kawhi held them into the series with the Bucks, And then, once Van Fleet, uh, post-birth uh, of his child happened, he started coming on pretty strong. And then other people started getting to the groove. It's almost like they had to believe they could do it. <laughs> so, <Yeah. clears throat> I have some... I have some trust in the Warriors' playoff experience. I have some trust in Kyle Lowry sliding off. But I also think that uh, the Bucks prove that it's going to take more than Kawhi Leonard to win a chip. So it's really going to come down to like everybody else. True. Yeah, because you think about it, when the Bucks beat the Warriors and the beat the Raptors in the first two games, it looked like it, Toronto was done like they right. <laughs> convincing. Victories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, obviously Toronto has more experience than Milwaukee, so yeah. who knows, but, you know, no one yeah. has more experience than the Warriors. Right, yeah. Not in, really recent, not in recent times. Yeah, exactly. Only Michael Jordan. No one currently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, so. so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I, I, I always see the Warriors, to me, they've always been able to, like, kick it into that next gear when it's time, like, when their back is against the wall. But I think that Toronto is going to be um, – I think they're just going to play smart. And again, they beat the team that I thought was going to beat the Warriors. So obviously they know how to do something to keep certain stars in check or readjust their, you know what I'm saying, strategies. And if anything, Kawhi can go off at any moment. Like, you know, he's put down every team, you know, <laughs> on the way. <laughs> he's had like a special moment in every series so far. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> the claw's real. We have like the ninth biggest hand in the NBA yeah. history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like right behind Michael Jordan. Wow. <laughs> some, 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 some crazy like that. Somewhere in the top ten. That's crazy. Well, you know, the thing with uh, Milwaukee is that the reason I thought they were going to beat the Raptors was a depth issue. Ah, uh, yeah. Because you know, think about it. The Bucks have had a very deep and talented bench. Yeah. The Raptors play three, maybe four guys off the bench. Jeez. You know, in now the game. do they do that? For a reason, or is it just the strategy? I don't Maybe know. Maybe we have to look that up. But that's but what they do. <laughs> yeah, because I saw it's like five people didn't play. I'm like, um. yeah, they've only played nine players yesterday. So, you know, you think about it. If they're gonna stick to that, you know, where they're all, and you look at some of the guys that didn't play, like Jeremy Lin, you know, <laughs> who's this? Jody Meeks, Moreland. I don't. Malcolm Miller. But yeah, yeah, it was just some guys that a lot of people haven't 
seen or even heard of in some cases. Mm-hmm. You know, in that case, <clears throat> so you think about it, but then you look at the Warriors. You know, yeah, they played. That the the thing is, it's almost kind of like it's almost smarter to a degree. It kind of seems like the point distribution is forcing is forcing everyone to be you know efficient. Well, well and if you look, your shooting guard and power forward could be the same height, and we all just pretend like that's a good thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, sorry about that interruption. Uh, a friend called, and now now we know. You know, this is what this first podcast is all about. You know, working out the kinks, <laughs> figuring out what we need to do. Uh, I prefer to just make mistakes. I, f- I prefer to not avoid them so I can just figure out what needs to be done. But anyway, um, what were we even talking about? We're talking, we're talking about rotation in minutes. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so so yeah. the, the uh, Toronto played nine guys. Golden State played 11 or 12. Oh, um, yeah, they played six off the bench. One, uh, five, Obviously five start, but. Okay. So they were, they were down two men all game. To me, that kind of represents a little bit of inefficiency on offense. In fact, you can honestly see it in the numbers. Maybe if it kind of seems like maybe they were doing a lot of switching around to kind of combat what was happening or stars were getting tired. I'm not sure. I, oh, Draymond played 40 and Steph played 40 and Clay basically played 40. So, yeah, their three stars played 40 minutes. I can imagine <laughs> there was a lot of trading or like, you know, substitutions going on. But uh, oh, I guess it wouldn't be much of a lot of substitutions going on. Yeah. But, um,. Well, yeah, uh-huh. with that rotation, the only thing with that, you know, obviously it looks inefficient in the numbers and everything like that, but, you know, you think about it, though, across the seven, if it goes seven games, though, that's different. they're yeah. going to be rotating 11 guys versus mm-hmm. Toronto rotating eight or nine guys. Yeah. You know, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard can only do so much. He is still human. <laughs> exactly. And if he, we assume. <laughs> and if he has one, you know, if it goes to a game seven situation, he has that one bad game in game yeah. Seven, for exactly. example. Yeah. Or or Kyle Lowry has a bad game in game seven. <laughs> well, you know, that's not an if. Yeah. Kyle Lowry is probably going to have a bad game. He said, he said which quarter. I'm dead. <laughs> which quarter you want. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't make it to fourth. Yeah. <laughs> but Toronto, I don't think Toronto can afford Kawhi Leonard having a bad game because of that depth. You think about it with the Warriors is that, you know, Curry and Thompson can both have rough games and they can still at least maybe not win but make it interesting you know so uh-huh. uh, yeah so I mean looking forward uh, we'll kind of move on to the next topic looking forward I think that well number one and, and Dustin told us he didn't really want to say this the playoffs are much more entertaining this year I'm just going to say that <laughs> there are more there, it's been like this feels like when it was Golden State versus Cleveland the first time. It's like it was exciting. We didn't really, you know, we were kind of expecting these teams to meet, uh, but they're teams that have very good, great players on on either side. Um, but no, nah, this is very entertaining. So honestly, I can't wait until game two. I well, okay, predictions. Dustin, who do you think has game two? Dubs. Dubs. Tim, game two. I want to say Warriors two. They don't lose two in a row. In the Warriors. All right, I'm gonna be the odd man out. I'm gonna say Toronto. Takes game two, but that's the last one. <laughs> that's the last one. After that, it's a four-game sticker. <laughs> but anyway, um, kind of segueing off of that, we're going to talk about the playoffs in general. Like, 
I don't know, man. It just seemed more engaging. I don't even know if it's just like how they marketed it or how the teams look this year, but I've been very invested and I haven't actually been able to watch many games. <laughs> like this is the first time I've been like checking my phone often, you know, while things are happening. But I don't know how you guys feel about the playoffs. Well, you think about it now, the East obviously is completely new territory. Like yeah. we've never seen True. we've never seen some of these teams in Especially these situations. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, look at you know, you think about the Eastern Conference playoff teams, there's a few there that are there, but you know, the top ones being Milwaukee and Toronto and you know, just look at teams like this that it's been a while since they've actually, you know, been on the top. So and seeing new faces, new players and things like that is nice. Um and with the West, it's kind of weird because it kind of worked out the way everyone thought it would. <laughs> right. You know, at the beginning of the season. But um, the Kevin Durant injury, the Rocket series, all of that just made it more compelling, I feel like. You're right, exactly. It's like the Warriors <laughs> are actually underdogs somehow. Yeah, yeah. How's that? Yeah, and they were fake. I mean, uh, Toronto was favorite last night. Like, it's interesting how the, the, the tide has changed. But I think that's very dangerous because now it's like, ooh, Warriors. They don't play when, when people un- – like, it would be dumb to underestimate the Warriors, but I feel like to a degree they've been put in that position where they're going to be underestimated. <laughs> and it's just like, oof. <laughs> well, you think about it, um, you know, Durant the in- you know, in- Durant has that injury happens. Yeah. And, you know, the fir- especially after, like, the first half of, the- of game six against Houston where Curry didn't score a single point. Yeah. <laughs> and, they- and, you know, you started having the grumble of people, oh, maybe he's washed up, maybe he's done, you know, overrated, all this stuff. Yeah. And then goes and has one of the best fourth quarters, you know, in the history of the, you know, NBA playoffs. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. you know, as a career game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And has been on a tear ever since then. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can't underestimate any single one of those players. No, no. Because that's when they get dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, it, can, it takes Curry 12 minutes to score 30 points. Keep that in your mind. <laughs> 32 and a half. Yeah. Like one half. Yeah, like, half dude. Half of the game. The second half. Yeah, like, <laughs> after running around for 24 minutes. And, you know, did. had foul trouble, everything like that, and didn't pick up another foul in the second half. Just like. Like, yikes. <laughs> that just doesn't. That's crazy. Stop the hatred. The man has two MVPs for a reason. Yeah. And let's just tell the truth. If Durant went on that team, maybe he'd have another scoring title. Who man. really knows? Exactly. Who Curry's really so knows? underrated, man. In my opinion, somehow. Yeah. He's well, like a multiple-time champion. He's still underrated. Well, you know, I don't. Know. He's not six eight, two forty, dunking on everyone. Well, like he's not. He's not your typical MVP that you think of. Most people that think MVP style players, they're thinking like All LeBron. Around. They're yeah. thinking Michael Jordan. They're mm-hmm. thinking, you know, players like that that you know are dunking on everybody. They're, yeah. Um, just you know, getting all of the and ones, everything like yeah. that. But, you know, Curry is a much more finesse oriented player, which that you much know more skill. And you know, you could say, well, in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, he wouldn't have had the same success. No, he wouldn't be obviously because it was a different game. Right. <laughs> but it, you know, but the style of play that he plays is perfect for the modern yeah. NBA. So he exactly. What, we can't. I hate when people say if he played. I'm like. If Steph Curry were born in 1965, 
his mentality would change and he would be yeah. that type of basketball player. Like, what are you guys talking about? He'd be Steph Curry. He would still, yeah. <laughs> right. He would still be banging shots in. Like, you think no, about, you know, you look but at But his, his game would be, he wouldn't be concentrated on threes because there would be no threes, you know? Well, but you look at his dad, though, for example. Yeah. Like, he was a great three point shooter, too. Yeah. But he just did, you know, a lot of people forget that because exactly. that time of the NBA, that was not it's the not focus. Not important, exactly. It was the big guys in the paint. Like, yeah. that's what the NBA was then. True. Very true. Let's just call it what it is. When LeBron is not a distraction and you actually can see basketball, you see what's going on in these playoffs, right? This is the whole, this is the whole <laughs> Lakers said system. LeBron being out of the playoffs actually helped the playoffs. Think about it. Who's being blamed for a bad night? Nobody. I know, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no one's been. No, that's crazy. I'm so serious. Like, like. The late show is like the young and the restless. They really should call the Lakers the Braun and the Restless. The Braun and the Restless. Like, is it, is, is, is literally like, what was it? Uh, what's his name? Was it George Hill? He was catching all that flack in the finals last year. People said he sucked. Well, look what he did this year in the playoffs. It's like when you use him, he can do something. Sheesh. It's crazy, it's right? Like anyone, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it, uh, uh, but speaking of about some, you know, very specific players, after this kind of playoff, this playoff run for really the Eastern teams, you know, I guess I don't really have a question about Giannis, but how, I guess how do we see him moving forward? What do we what do we think about the Greek freak being in the East? Do we think that's going to affect other teams and how they're going to? What they're gonna do this off season, you know, like low key, he like he just kind of like filled the void that LeBron created to a degree. <laughs> well, kind of a different way though. Yeah, if you think yeah. about it, because yeah, for sure. You know, Giannis, you know, is still young. You know, right. he's still very like he's been in the NBA for several seasons at this point, but you know, he's still extremely young. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So it's kind of like. You wonder, try you know you hear the comparisons. Oh, maybe he's the next LeBron, you know, right. yeah. which doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, hundred percent different players. <laughs> right, but um, you know, he took it by storm because I almost felt like it was you know an up and coming person that you wanted to support. For sure, yeah. Like, you think it's about a new face. <laughs> it's like when the Warriors first became this you know super True. team that they became. Everyone was pull, you know, everyone was very pro warriors for a long time. True. Because, you know, they were seen as underdogs. Yeah. But, you know, now it's like the monsters. <laughs> so so it, it's that kind of situation. Now the Bucks, ah. you know, you're same focus, you're like, Oh, this is something new, this is where True. the NBA is moving to. I feel that. But um definitely a yeah. future of the game, for sure, for sure. So that's why it's a different focus than LeBron. You're like, is LeBron gonna actually win another championship? Nope. Right. So Dang, you don't think yeah. so? Nope. Quick Day, tangent. <laughs> then days is over. Wow. Six, no more championships. Yeah, none. Because first of all, the man's don't play defense. I don't care who you are. You're not gonna be able to slide that far. I don't know who the four other guys is willing to play four and a half on defense are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, them, them, what was it? Ever since, ever since Kyrie left Cleveland, I did, whoever wants to go there can go there, but he's been exposed all year long. Like, like, like from like not playing defense to like 
not actually making any of his teammates better, even though that's allegedly his best quality. Somebody explain to me, how is it your Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan put together, which is supposed to mean you're like an unstoppable scorer slash defender who's also the best passer and makes people better. Uh, point to the season that wasn't his triple-double season where he averaged double-digit assists. And then... How are you pass first when you average 27 points a game for your career? Like, what, does that, what does that even mean? You might pass second. You might pass third. It's not first. Yeah. There's no way. You yeah. might pass go. You're not pass first. Dang. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I understand. I think, like, I, I guess in my mind I want him to win another ring, but I guess realistically I, I don't see it happening either. Well, I could see him going, making a nice little playoff run again. But, you know, LeBron's got to do something else other than dominate the playoffs. Man. The thing is, though, is that Los Angeles, the one thing that's a difference is, yes, Los Angeles is a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone everyone obviously can acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But it's still the the LA Lakers. Yeah. Like, they have where the Lakers pitch. You yeah, know? exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it's Los Angeles. They, have, they can go out and spend whatever they need to True. on any player. True that. Legitimately. So... You know, they. I have a feeling that you're going to see them go out and get some players. players. I got you. Um, you know, maybe. Who knows? You know, last year they're like, oh, we signed LeBron, so let's play. Let's sign all these. You know, the Island of Misfit Toys. Like that's pretty much what they did. Like he did it in Cleveland. It's like. Ugh. But he had yeah. Kevin Love. He had Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he had others. <laughs> and you think the last time he won a championship, how far would they have gotten without Kyrie? Yeesh. The answer is absolutely nowhere. Because he averaged like somebody can look it up. He averaged somewhere between like twenty six and twenty eight a game in those finals. Like, it, and that, and that's after playing like trash like the first two or three. So he really played bad and then started putting up like like I'm, I'm I remember a game where he had like thirty eight and LeBron had like thirty nine, something crazy like that. But uh, yeah. So here's a question. The Lakers' record with LeBron was barely better than it was before. Uh, I don't know who the best player in the Lakers was last year. I personally think that it may have been Lonzo with the most impact, even if Kuzma may have been the best player. So my question is, how much better right now is LeBron than Zoe, Kuzma, or Ingram? Because the, the impact was not there. and like, I mean, the, the Lakers have improved, what, one game? From yeah, last so, year. So how much better right now? If you were to take LeBron James and throw him somewhere, and you were to take Zoe and throw him somewhere, they both got hurt. The records where one was there and the other one wasn't is about the same. How much better is he than Lonzo Ball right now? Because he don't play no defense. That's a that's a whole side of the floor just open. Like yeah, Lonzo Kyrie, shoots about as bad as LeBron guards. Kyrie. Dropped twenty seven point one points per game in the twenty sixteen finals. Ooh, that's all I like Dang, yeah, yeah, they they would have got absolutely nowhere. And yeah, and Kevin Love dropped. Was that eight point five? Yeesh. Hold on, though. Think well, I, yeah. Where's Kate Love? Fifth, fifth. Yeah. Wait. The at points average is right here. About 8.5. Six rebounds and one assist. Yeah, six rebounds. That's, you know. 26 minutes a game. 
Who is he guarding? Draymond? <laughs> I really don't even yeah, remember. He was shut down. I don't even know what happened there. Well, you think about it also, you know, it's kind of, you know, you Richard look at... Jefferson average... Oh, I'm there's the only four players that averaged over 10 yeah, points a game, exactly. which... Oh, that's another thing. Somehow won. So it was Bron and Kyrie. So, yeah, without Kyrie, they would have got swept. Because... Because they almost did yeah. with him. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they would have... Uh, Warriors wouldn't have even given up game... I think it was three or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Braun's not going to win unless he gets off the ball. Like that, that, that just needs to happen. I've said it before. What's the point in benching 500 pounds if you never get your big butt in the post? Like, what's the point? <laughs> he just wants to throw the ball like a baseball. <laughs> no, no, like, like legit. Like, like, you can average 27 points a game. It should be impossible to even conceive that you can't play off the ball when you can throw up that many points. Yeah. Like, why don't you? You're almost 35. Yeah, it's like... You have, like, half a groin. Be safe. Chill out. Half a groin. Well, the the crazy thing, too, you really think about it. Yes, you know, the narrative for, like, the last several years that LeBron was in the playoffs these consecutive many years, but, you know, they have the dialogue of, like, oh, this is LeBron in this. He did this. Yeah, yeah. like. But look at the teams around him. Man. You know, just look at it. I don't understand when people say LeBron didn't have help. What? What? (laughs) Miami teams. It's called called lies. Yeah. (laughs) It's called big lies. It's like, huh? (laughs) You let them tell a story. You would think he was just some slave stuck in Cleveland before he went out to Miami. Right. That's like. I heard somebody say this. They don't sign rookies to seven-year deals. You know that, right? Dang. That means you have to come back. Wow. So, uh, what is it? Uh, Braun, Bosch, Wade. That's like three of the top 15 to 20 players, which, you know, Golden State gets hatred for that now. But, you know, whatever, right? Right. <laughs> and then the year they lose to Dallas and come back, they bring Ray Allen in. Right. <laughs> that made all the difference. Another, yeah, lethal player. And then you have Kyrie, K-Love for a second three. Here's here's my question, and people can say I'm wrong. Was Golden State before Kevin Durant more talented than Cleveland? Like legitimately, like if you were to go person by person or roles by roles, I don't think Steph Curry is more talented than Kyrie because Kyrie went first overall for a reason. Uh, I don't <laughs> know how much more talented Clay Thompson is than J.R. Smith because Clay can shoot the light side and he can barely jump over like, like a credit card, like, <laughs> like legit, like. <laughs> Like, JR is like a talented idiot. <coughs> I right. know Harrison Barnes ain't more talented than LeBron. Oh, Lord. That's at least a one and a half X. On yeah. Uh, <laughs> Harrison Dream Barnes. On, I don't think he's more talented than Kevin Love was. I, at that time. Like, mm. at all. Like, what What team? Offensively, what, definitely not. Yeah. What team would have put Draymond Green as a lead anything? Mm. Nothing. Like, he was, like... When, when when Golden State started making the playoffs, he was coming off the bench. He got put on because Steve Kerr said, hey. Uh, then I'm trying to think. Kind of dribble. <laughs> Bogut versus Tristan Thompson. But they're both number one picks. So maybe you can make an argument. I don't know if he was more talented. Than and you, you can just keep going down. Like, True. Like, so my point is, 
when he was winning, he had help, but he was on like the most stacked team. They didn't overstack him until they got Kevin Durant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> just an add on. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like one thing about Golden State is like they drafted their majority of their team. Yeah. So it's like. It's not like they just went out buying players. <laughs> Steph and Dre. Exactly. Drafted. Exactly. The, so the Warriors scouts are the ones that really deserve a lot of credit because, you know, you know Curry was a fun you know March Madness story. Right. At first, that's all he I was. I remember that Davis. <laughs> where he just went off like just threes, <laughs> but you know, and they, they talk about his scouting report talking about him being. Unathletic, yeah, not athletic enough to play the point guard, and also shot too many threes. Um, so he built a career off that. <laughs> a lot of other teams were not going to draft him yeah. because of that. Yeah. So, but they drafted him anyway, and obviously he wasn't immediately. Yeah. A, a, you know, a took him like three or four like seasons. Hall of, of Fame player. Yeah, yeah. It took him several years. Most yeah. people don't realize he's as old as he is. Yeah, he's like almost 30, yeah. if not 30. I think he is in his 30s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, he did four years at Davidson, so he came yeah. out at 22. <laughs> yeah. I think he did three. But was it three? He, I think he came he was... out like in 09, so it's oh, been like 10 years. Sheesh, man, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Um, let me see here. The Warriors do this good job of getting people nobody wants. Who the heck wanted Iguodala at that time? Like, <laughs> True. Who, like, like, seriously, who wanted Iguodala? Who wanted Boogie when he got hurt? Nobody. Until he got picked up. <laughs> check the scout report. It was actually said that Klay Thompson wasn't seen as somebody that was going to be a good defender. Nice. And then? <laughs> and he can't dribble, which maybe he still can't dribble, but... He does turn the ball over a lot, I feel like. Well... Well, but that might just be speculation. Let so me yeah, check. Curry, Curry is 31. Well, yeah. he's almost 31. He's no, he is 31. Two turnovers. Yeah. And let's see how many. Let's see. College, he was at Davidson 2006 to 2009. Okay. But he was a, the seventh overall pick of the 2009 draft. Nice. Yep. Lord and Kyrie. Wow. Kyrie got hurt and still went first overall. That's nice. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> my my whole thesis is I don't think that Golden State became super until they got KD, but I also don't believe LeBron's never not had help. He his his teams have been so stacked it took Kevin Durant to outstack them. I I remember when they put Cleveland together, it was like oh my goodness, True. LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. This oh might be man, it. Yeah. that's like that's like Jordan, Robin, and Pippen somehow, some way. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I remember that reaction. And then Steph yeah. Curry busted their hopes. And exactly. Well, you think about... <laughs> so, no, obviously no one's ever going to say LeBron is easy to guard. Like, you know, just from how he's built. You know, he's a big person that can move fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, he knows how to get to the rim. And also, exactly. you know, there's questionable foul calling. But that's here, here nor there. But... <laughs> Um, but the thing is, really, with LeBron, a lot of times is they just teams just let him shoot threes. That's how you defend him. Yeah. Now, if he beats you that way, oh well. But yeah, but it's unlikely he will. But so, but realistically, a lot of those you know times you're just gonna stack on top of him. So, like the Lakers signing him, I think was just a really questionable choice because they were in a. Rebuild. Dustin is laughing. <laughs> he just he thought the idea of the Lakers signing LeBron is funny. <laughs> but it it's just the thing is with that is that the Lakers were clearly in a rebuilding cycle, and LeBron is not a team that 
is for rebuilding. This is a player that we're going to build. Cha- you're yeah. bringing you in to win championships. Yeah, yeah. There's no other reason to sign LeBron. And it wasn't, I don't know what they expected in Los Angeles that they were going to win a championship the first year. They couldn't have expected that. Like, anyone who expected that is just wasn't paying attention to who else was on the roster. Like, there was no playoff experience but him. Except, well, I take that back. Rondo. And uh, Tyson Chandler. Chandler. Um, ironically, two who people beat. who beat him. Yeah, 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 that's funny. <laughs> JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah, McGee. Two rings. Two rings, G. <laughs> two rings, McGee. <laughs> All these guys have more rings <laughs> just together than Yikes. LeBron. Random players. <laughs> right. Also, <laughs> my uh, personal belief is that since he had Zoe and Rondo, he should have been an off-the-ball scoring Dude, option. he has two of the best ball handlers right. slash playmakers. Like, le- legitimately, Lonzo Ball is, like, the only point guard I know that at the top defensively assisting and rebounding. Like, if you his, – his rookie season was what it was, but I'm pretty certain it's, like, 10, 7, and 7. I don't know how many point guards can average 7 rebounds and 7 assists while actually playing defense. I really don't know. I thought that the only way it would work is if – LeBron saves energy by being off the ball more, which maybe he doesn't do because that means setting picks. I don't remember the last time I saw LeBron set a pick. Oh, <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw like a highlight where he did it for Zoe, and it was very obvious he wanted him to shoot. But like, like there's even if he was the primary option, he had to find some way to work Kuzma and Ingram in it. Like, like I'm going to play defense for the guy that won't play defense if he's also not a ball hog. Because mm-hmm. then he's just, you know, dropping points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the thing is with LeBron is that a lot of times it kind of runs into a situation where he defends when he wants to. Exactly. And that's not the way you want to play. You want a guy that's going to defend at all times. About a year ago, Dustin told me that LeBron doesn't play defense. And in, initially I was just kind of like, that doesn't make sense. He's 6'8", 240. He can do anything. Why wouldn't you play defense? And, and then I watched some highlights, and I was just like, this man is, is cherry-picking. Like, or not even that. Like, if they turn over the ball, like, he never gets back on defense. He he, there's no transition. He don't like up. running. Yeah, he doesn't like – or I mean, he doesn't even do chase-down blocks like well, that anymore. And you <laughs> think about it in a lot of cases, what you see why he's not running back is he's – talking with an official yeah or frustrated he, or he's just quitting it he's just quitting the, yeah exactly yeah just quitting out. just the or you know his uh, workout routine got him too bloated to run who really knows <laughs> right who really knows he runs if he's about to dunk it on trend in transition true <laughs> and i get it you know lebron you're 34 maybe your body's falling apart maybe some stuff you're taking ain't hitting like it used to who really knows i just know that I heard somebody call him Highway 23 the other night, and I was so dead. <laughs> like, where are we going? Highway 23? <clears throat> like, shouldn't, we, should, shouldn't we accelerate to the ramp? Gas. <laughs> what about cops? Gas. Gas. <laughs> facts, facts. All right, well, that was a nice little LeBron tangent. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it's actually nice. Getting back to the point of the advancement in the East, mm. I didn't think that Jimmy Butler was going to be the best player in Philadelphia because realistically, Ben Simmons like a number one overall pick. I don't remember where Joel Embiid went. I just know he went high. He probably was first. Uh, Jimmy um, Butler's like a guy that barely made it to the league. 
in the first place. I think Embiid, when he drafted the same year as Okafor? Because I, really I think Okafor went he, first. He might be second. Yeah, it was like... Either way, whatever, way higher than he Jimmy. He was injured, though, coming out of Kansas, so... Um, he was drafted third overall. Third. By okay. who? I'm pulling up that draft. Uh, draft selections. He was drafted behind Andrew Wiggins. Uh, oh, that Jabari year. Parker. Oh, my oh, goodness. okay. You Makes really, sense. You really don't know. I remember that. Jabari. <laughs> I'm, I'm Wait, Andrew who does he play Wiggins. for now? Good question. Good question. Could you imagine if he was on Milwaukee still? That would be ridiculous. Could you imagine if he wasn't in the NBA What if all? he is? <laughs> wasn't he supposed to be like the truth? There's always these Duke he's players. He's the Wizards. He's allowed. Okay. Oh, that means he ain't going nowhere. He's done. He's <laughs> That's one of those teams where it's like, yeah, you're going to ride your career. The traded him over to uh, Chicago. <laughs> well, good choice. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, my point being that no matter how you look at it, you 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 can say experience if you want to, but like the gifts that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have, they way outshine Jimmy's. For some reason, though, they have guys that can shoot and can't dribble, a guy that can dribble and can't shoot, <laughs> and a guy that can do everything but he can't play most games. Like for some reason, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's like the best by default. Yeah, because he's just the most complete player. <laughs> Tobias Harris is a nice pickup. That's true. Among other things, but. Yeah, I didn't see that happening. Uh, also, I got tired of the Giannis hype. Everybody was like, the Greek freak, and he can almost jump from the free throw line, and his arms are long enough to grab, like, Zimbabwe and China and say, I'm the captain now. I just, got, I, just, I just got tired of hearing it. Uh-huh. And I said if he made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I got to put my bias aside and say his stats mean something, and he did. He, uh, he flamed out, but he led his team that far with no experience, so... You know, he's better than everybody else I've been talking about in this last minute. <laughs> and then, I agree. I've been joking that Kawhi Leonard is going to make kids get braids and wear a new balance just to be like him. <laughs> the same way MJ had people shaving their heads bald. What do you guys think about those new balance Kawhis? The Leonard ones. I don't even know what they're called. They're just calling I saw them a Leonard picture ones. Of them. They don't look that bad. I don't know if they're meant to actually hoop in or not. Yeah, he, he wears them. Oh, well, yeah. In that case, I'm never looking at his feet. It's always, yeah. it's always the hands. Yeah, yeah. The claws. Yeah, uh, I'm not That's wild, though, because, like, I don't know. It's just the brand imaging. We just see that block in, and you just don't think anything but just, like, mediocrity. And the now it's on balance. a high-level basketball shoe, and it's just like, hey, I still don't want to wear that. Used like, to be Nike. Nike used to be a true. shoe. True, yeah. And then Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, and that's all it's And all it blew true. up. Exactly. He's, Michael Jordan's like a... He's like an adoptive parent in Nike. He he boosted that thing. For uh, real, though. But yeah, so all things considered, I didn't see all this happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Jimmy Butler would have any value after forces were out of Minnesota. Glad for the man. He better stop starting fights. I've been, I've been hearing rumors about him trying to go to the Lakers. LeBron might get molly for the first time in his career by a teammate if he goes there because Jimmy ain't playing. How do you think Philly is going to improve next season? They got to get rid of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. One of those two has to go. Like, you can't have a guy who can't shoot and can only go to the rack with a center who sort of refuses to be on the box and shoots too many threes. Like, there's right. something. So, what, 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 one of them has to go. I would get rid of Ben Simmons personally because 
Like, yeah, me how many too. times <laughs> can you say, man, he's like a light-skinned LeBron if he had a jump shot? But then the shot is where? Yeah, exactly. They put him in the box. They give him a role to actually score. And so then what? You have a guy that's a power forward who they turn into a point guard who can't shoot. So he has to be a power forward to get on offense. Exactly. Like, <laughs> what is this? Jeez. Yeah. Having it in the modern NBA, having a guard that can't shoot just doesn't. It's dish. That's how you Well, lose. having someone that's a one through four that can't shoot. Man. It's a problem, honestly. Exactly. Because <laughs> there's a game. lot of fours that can shoot at least mid-range shots now, if not three-pointers. That's almost becoming a requirement. <laughs> I'm saying it now. Ben Simmons is the worst shooter than Lonzo Ball. I don't care what the stats say. I've seen Lonzo pull up and hit threes. I haven't seen Ben Simmons hit. Didn't he hit one I, this season? I haven't even seen him try to shoot a three, so I don't watch a lot of Philly basketball. Every time I see him take a jumper... It just looks like he knows it's not going to go in. I can see the lack of confidence in it. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I saw a meme that said, "I hate I, and I like this is why I hate when people say this person or that person is the next someone that is currently playing." It's like, dude, number one, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because that person is literally never going to fulfill whatever role we're saying he's the next yada yada in. <laughs> so he, and Simmons was supposed to be the next LeBron. I was excited for that. I was like, cool, another dude who's going to be like a big old, you know what I'm saying, like ball mover, like awesome. I'd love to see that. No. So Ben Simmons has never made a three. In the I thought NBA. he hit one this season. Wow. He attempts .1 a game. <laughs> he attempts a tenth of a three Does that mean he's going to pump face and check? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He thinks about it <laughs> on the pro. Yeah, he has not made a single three-pointer in his NBA career. Yeesh. Yeah, he's the worst shooter than Lonzo Ball. Because yep. honestly, when he does shoot, it's what, at the cup? Yeah. <laughs> is that even a shot? To yeah. <laughs> three, yeah, the three-pointer is basketball it's now. If you, you really yeah. need to have guys that can shoot threes to yeah. compete because ultimately you're competing with the Warriors, and if you can't make threes against Golden State, you're going to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that... The model with uh, Philly with, you know, I honestly think it'd be if you just, you know, it's not a physical fix that needs to be made. It's a mental one. Yeah. He I think for both to, him and Simmons. Well, and Simmons, though, shoot, re, retooling your shot and actually learning how to shoot a jump shot is a lot different than learning to not shoot a three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very true. Like, you know, so, so. it's just like if, because Embiid's a big big guy that's yeah. very strong so mm-hmm. you know just get in there and do your thing yeah like <laughs> and if you make an occasional three awesome but you should like, not be on the perimeter <laughs> calling for the ball <laughs> unless it's a you're swinging that joint but um but yeah this was uh this was a great conversation we talked about a lot this love that lebron ten, all of our tangents actually kind of segued into the, the next topic so that's a, good, that's a good sign for the future of this podcast. Let's talk about LeBron at some point. Yeah, really, dog. Oh, we really are ESPN. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so now we're going to move into our guest segment. Uh, my boy Tim Cloud. I mean, he's got some concerns about the Major League of Baseball. And Tim, take it away. What's going on over there in baseball land? <laughs> okay, so... You know, as a lot of people have seen in the news, if you've looked at ESPN, you'll see it. There was a, in the Wednesday, the Cubs were playing the Astros in Houston. 
Um, and one of the Cubs players, their center fielder, Albert Almora, was batting, hit a line drive into the stands, and hit a young child. And I don't know where it hit the child, but it I hit the young child. Head. Yeah, I think I it think, was yeah. head. <clears throat> and, you know, they, the, um, Almora watched the ball hit the, hit the kid. You know, he looked over as it happened. Mm. And uh, if you watch any, see any of the pictures, video, anything of that, the players were just... They were shook. Really yeah. shook. Yeah. Like, Almora especially, like he, it took several, a long period of time before they could get ready to, so he could just finish the at-bat. And Wow. Um, there were later images where he was talking to a security guard that was right near where it happened, asking about it. And he was just in, like, they, he embraced the security guard. He was just in tears. It was yeah. just, you know, you could tell it was just horrible because he is the, he has two young children himself. Ah, uh, yeah. Ooh. And so yeah. he just kind of, that's what hit him. So Yeah, for sure. Um, and he was just emotional hours after the game was over and was constant, was trying to get in contact with the family and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, things like this happen very frequently. No, I wouldn't say very frequently in baseball, but they happen more often than they should. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, baseball is one of the few sports where you could literally leave very easily, get injured during the game. Like, fly, you know, anything could fly into the stands, ball. You know, bat. The ball is definitely a bigger concern because the ball is leaving bats at over 100 miles an hour on these line drives. Yeah. So you know, even if you're paying attention, you don't have the time necessarily to get out of the way. And even if you had the ability to get, you know, get out of the way, you know, not everyone else can move that fast. And if a ball's moving at 100 miles an hour, you can't stop it very easily. Yeah. Not everyone's wearing gloves in the stands. So. so but the thought, you know, and then so with baseball. So obviously everyone knows that there are nets at baseball games that, you know, in some depending on the stadium, they extend them different lengths. Um, a lot of them are going to the end of the dugout. And unfortunately, a lot of the teams that have done that have done that after someone in a situation like this has happened. So um, a lot of players um, are really into the, uh, are suggesting that they go further with the nets. So, you know, instead of just having the nets to the end of the dugouts, having nets maybe even as far as the foul poles. Mm-hmm. So, which is something very easily, that you can very easily do in a lot of other countries outside of the U.S. Like Japan does it, I mm-hmm. believe Korea as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for that very reason, to protect, you know, the fans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing is, you know, there's been a lot of argument about this, especially from the fans, you know, them saying, oh, it ruins the fan experience being behind a net. That you don't have this close interaction with the players and all this stuff. Um, there's been a lot of pushback on that, but the players, from my understanding as a whole, are very much on board for extending the nets. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, yes, you could say that you don't need to have children that close um, to the, you know, to the field and all that stuff. There is that argument. Um, and then also people arguing, oh, you, ha- you should just pay attention. If you're not going to pay attention, you shouldn't be sitting that close. Mm. But um, so there's those are some of the arguments that are really preventing it. Um, but you know, realistically though, with the net, you know, there it, it's a very easy solution, and it doesn't really change the game at all. Mm-hmm. So, in from a functional standpoint, not really at all. So, what uh, just makes sense, you know, you shouldn't tell children that they can't sit up next to the field. You know, a lot of that's how a lot of, you know, 
modern ba- and a lot of these professionals got started. They had <laughs> right. this interaction with the baseball player, right? And it started their career, you know, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, "Oh, you should only have your children sit in out- outfield with your children," which if you've ever sat in the outfield of a game, it's you know you have a chance to maybe catch a home run. Yeah, and that doesn't but happen. But you don't see, you can't see the game that well, right? You know, <clears throat> realistically, exactly. So saying, "Oh, children have to." you have to sit out in the outfield. It just seems really restrictive to me. Yeah. So instead of doing that, put the, put the nets there and you don't even have to worry about it. Prevents the issue. Very logical um, stop issue, you know, mm-hmm. kind of situation. Because even sitting far away doesn't necessarily prevent it. Yeah. Um, because I was at a um, minor league baseball game and I was several it was probably 10 years ago mm-hmm. but we were sitting in a, in a section it was in the outfield near the foul closer to the foul pole than closer to the home plate mm-hmm. um and there was a line drive that was hit above us and a kid got hit in the head all the way in the outfield whoa so like yeah. in foul territory but in the outfield yeah um so the ball doesn't slow down a lot from you know the plate to you know yeah. 300 feet yeah exactly <laughs> in the outfield so, not too much <laughs> and the thing is it's just you know there's no reason why that should be happening yeah and, it's easily know, preventable at least exactly you know what i mean you know now there have i have seen an instance where someone was like standing next to the net and got still got hit <laughs> But, but at that point, that's like... That's, at that point, that's the... You that's need to the be person. Attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it was like this person was like leaning on the back of the net, like looking at their phone, taking a selfie. Oh, Or dang. something like and that just, and got boop. hit in the back of the head. Nice. Like, just, that's just kind of karma, Loki. That's a wake-up call. That's just asking. A lot, of those, a lot of those arguments to me seem very, like, dismissible. Like... Kid, I mean, I'm sure not only kids have been hit by baseballs. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure, like you said, it's, baseballs don't only travel fast to the foul areas. You know what I'm saying? It's like exactly. you could get hit anywhere. You could be works. paying attention and get hit. Like we talked about earlier. It's like yep. we could just avoid all of this getting hit <laughs> by putting up to a barrier. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I would actually would prefer if they stopped at the foul lines. I would like the back walls to be open. So you could catch home runs. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, and and I agree with that. And you know, I was thinking about it. I went to a minor league game here in town, and we, my family was sitting in right in the hot spot where foul, where scorchers come in you know, all the time. Um, and so every time I go to a game, my dad and I will always talk about we need to watch out, we need to be careful here, For sure. we need to make sure we're always paying attention. Yeah, and y'all know baseball and too. And in that case, we know that we could potentially get these shots at us. Exactly. But to, to have to worry about that whenever you go to a game, like it just takes away from being able to enjoy the atmosphere of a True. baseball game. Oh, yeah. and like, No one's watching any game 100% of the time. Like. So I don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. Game this long. Yeah, not well, baseball. <laughs> the thing is, there are like you know I don't know what the average is, but you know a lot of you know you could have like three hundred pitches in a game. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you'd have to pay attention to all every single one of those pitches—that's nah. just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say? This is this is serious, but like also silly. Like if you sit front row at a basketball game, you got to be worried that LeBron's going to come flying into you because it happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not that up to on football, but I do know that sometimes people try to take it a little too far with players, like football players. Like, yeah, when they score. Yeah. Yeah. 
hockey being what it is, like <laughs> my point. Hockey is, could actually be a good sport to talk about too. It's like they have walls all surrounding and the rink. Too, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got like it's fully protected. My point is, look, I know meeting pro players can like give you inspiration, but the point is. Like, less than 1% of the population is ever going to have the talent to go pro. I don't care. I don't care if you, you know, you get a, Willie Mays gives you a kiss on the forehead and Bay Ruth slaps you on the butt. Like, either, either you can or can't. Right. Motivation aside. And, like, I mean, it's, there's risk assessment with, like, everything. Yeah. Like, it's, hopefully the worst thing you have to think about safety-wise is making it to the game safely during the drive. But, mm-hmm. like, legitimately like you got guys who are like alpha males ultra aggressive possibly even on steroids they're not thinking about anybody when they hit that ball they're probably thinking about the game and or a paycheck it's not their job to worry about your safety it's whoever's hosting the event Mm -hmm. and plus if they do put the nets up and people protest I mean like who cares as soon as you take it down and some kid gets a hit in the head and you know that's a tumor or the CTE or whatever right. these Definitely CTE. developing conditions yeah. are, then it'll be woo with the net. Yeah. <laughs> like guardrails on you know, the, the interstate. Right. You, you hate them until you slide off. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> until I'm you sure, bang into I'm one. Sure somebody has slid off either before yeah. guardrails or in the time of guardrails something bad happened. For sure. So like, I, I, I do appreciate Tim having the nuance of this. I I wasn't even aware. I never, I, I, I never thought about it, but I do think about like players hurting other players, maybe on purpose. Like, and granted, I got this from a show that I watched, so this is not like a real thing. Within the show, a team was playing dirty, so a dude threw his baseball bat at the pitcher, oh, and he threw it again, and was like, "Hey, are we done?" Like, like I always thought, I always worried about players hurting players. That's a whole lot of. Guys are huge flying at each other. Right, that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, but I do remember like seeing there was something always different to me about Japanese stadiums, and now I realize they're like enclosed. (laughs) Well, and so in some of the Japanese teams and Korean teams, they have a slightly different ground rules because of it, um, to a certain degree. I don't know. I I just remember that from watching the World Baseball Classic a few years ago. But um, so it it is a it could. Foul balls are going to be a little bit different. You're not going to have those plays where you see the player flying into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. Make the play, which everyone loves that. True. You know, you know, you know, Derek Jeter was famous for it. Right. <laughs> um, you know, everything like that. But the thing is, is that it just, it's a safety factor that really needs to be considered. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the MLB that needs to figure it out um, and require the teams or if it's, you know, a lot be of some sort of stadium. Union or something. Well, yeah. there are specific rule stadium things. You know, baseball stadiums are the most varying in any other sport. You're never going to see much, that much variance. But there are specific things that have to be a specific way. Mm-hmm. You know, the bases have to be 90 feet apart. Right. You know, that's going to happen. I, you know, uh, everything, you know, things like that, uh, specific measurements and all that stuff. So the MLB can definitely make a requirement to have nets to the foul pole. You know, I, I don't know how much it would cost to do it, but realistically, it can't... With how much money these organizations have, there's no way that that can be a, a, a crippling cost, so... For sure. Um, and the thing is, is, if you don't... If you can go to a game just know, you know, knowing you're not going to get hit with a baseball, 
people are more likely to come to baseball games. Oh yeah. Because now this family that happened with this with this young kid and uh, this whole situation that happened in Houston, they may be scared to ever go to another baseball game again. Hey, exactly. Like this whole incident is going to have people kind of. I, I think it will have. You know, it's not going to be like a mass wave of people not going to games, but I think now more and more families are going to be concerned. You know about safety of their children and themselves and well there was another situation that happened too now this is a very different situation there was in boston there was a player that threw a bat it just slipped out of his hand uh, flew into the stands and hit a lady in the head she almost died because wow. of this yeah. and like the thing is you don't expect it you expect a baseball to go flying but you don't expect a baseball bat bat yeah and those things fly funny. It's hard to tell where they're going. It's like a, a flying axe. <laughs> you know, it's like the weight is at the end, so it like goes further every rotation. Like, so, <laughs> like any the thing is, is the fact that you go to a baseball game and they have to warn you about flying objects flying into the stands. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing is, I wonder if there's like a graph that'll show you like each team's batting lineup like you know their stats on where the ball lands on their foul shots or something yeah that's probably available there are, it is yeah <laughs> well and the thing is is that i've been to several games where the baseball finds an empty seat <laughs> man you know yeah where you see a line shot and it hits an empty seat yeah <laughs> like oh <laughs> yeah for no. sure <laughs> and like you know and I know what it's you know my dad actually he wasn't he wasn't a line drive he got hit with a pop up oh okay like a fly ball yeah but it still it left um, seams on him <laughs> it hurt for funny. it hurt for literally months wow because where it hit like him right in the nice chest little, oof uh, like right in the shoulder oh, okay yeah um so you know that can it can do damage yeah. permanent damage when it hits That's you a so big ball too that things like. Man. <laughs> now, obviously, you're not going to be able to prevent pop-ups and yeah, fly right. fly balls, but those aren't going to do as much damage. Yeah, they're not moving as fast. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just to prevent those 100, 110 oh, mile an hour. Yeah, line drives. Those are the fastest balls hits, and, the, and that's like getting hit with a cannonball. Mm. So, the thing is, is that it's so preventable, and um, at this point, more times it happens... MLB is liable and responsible for every single child that gets hit. They, yeah, I wonder what it costs them for her hospital dues. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll. I'm sure the Astros or the, will pay for it. But for sure. But the thing, but also actually, though they say you're you, they're at your own risk, and yeah. So that's a whole different conversation for a different, <laughs> different <laughs> yeah, podcast. We'll get legal about it. <laughs> Legalese. It's just, it's just it's crazy to me. It's so preventable. Um, and kids should be allowed to go to baseball games without how, without worrying Running. about it. Yeah, and their parents to have should, fun. <laughs> you know, parents should be able to take their kids, um, you know, to enjoy baseball. I've gone to baseball games since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, now, generally, we never sat in like the really close seats, so I never had to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But there were other kids who were at that time. Still, no, I've I was at a game where, as I said earlier, where a kid got hit. It is the nastiest sound for to hear a hit, kid get hit in the head. It just it's like really sick. Hot, but flesh and bones, like dang, dude. Like and that, the, yeah, that little. And kid didn't even cry. He was ooh. unconscious. He yeah. oh, yikes! Yeah, super yikes. <laughs> well, and it's just it it's just so scary. And um, again, preventable. Yeah. MLB really needs to do something because players want it. 
Yeah. Um, I've every time you know I hear players all the time. Um, they interviewed uh, Cubs uh, third baseman uh, Chris Bryant after the game um, about the situation about what happened, and he kind of went through just kind of explaining the general things. But he said they need to put they need to put barriers all everywhere mm-hmm. all around the stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, reiterated it several times and just saying that um, now the Cubs player, you know, Al Mora, the, the guy who did it, um, he was saying that too. Now, obviously, he said, I was like, I'm, I'm too emotional to make a logical, you know, rational statement. Right, but, yeah. But no, I think, but then he said that, I don't know, maybe they need to put it everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, um, for sure, for sure. until it's your kid and Yep. Want to sue. That's how this is going to happen. Man, for real, for it's real. It's going to take the right person who either <laughs> has a lot of money or, or just snap and be like, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, you buy the tickets, though, you're, yeah, kind of give you're up liable your right. at that point. You give up your right for suit, yeah, legal action. Well, and yeah, so it, it's it's a really, it's a situation that obviously every time it happens, people start, you know, the conversation comes up. Of course. Um. I hope this conversation makes it out there. The the MLB has been trying to make game, you know things that make the game more friendly, uh, faster paced, easier, more fun to watch for you know different people. But the fact that you know they put all that those initiatives front forward, but don't put something very simple that would just to protect the fans' safety. Yeah. Um. Because again, I feel like that would, I it may not do anything for viewership. It may not change how many people show up at baseball games, but the thing is, is it'll the fans will see that the Major League Baseball is doing something to protect for them. Yeah, exactly. Because the they're Nets the don't, ones that's yeah. keeping the MLB alive. <laughs> the ticket sales. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, yeah, and that's the, that's the whole thing with it is that it just you know fans I feel like are a lot of times put on the back burner. Yeah. Like it's like oh we want to do this so the fans will keep watching. Yeah. But we don't actually care about the fans is what it feels like a lot of cases. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> because 100%. players want this. That should be enough. Like, they are the league. <laughs> a player, the players would like to go into the game being able to do their thing without having to worry about hurting an innocent person. Yeah. Like, it's different on another player. <laughs> yeah. You know, things happen. Don't mind as much. You know, <laughs> it, it happens. But yeah. They're adults. Yeah, they are, yeah, they are adults. That's the thing. It's okay. They have fully developed bodies. <laughs> but there is a medical staff can, better than what we have. Yeah, e- exactly. Let's, let's just tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Have much better medical attention than we yeah. could ever get. <laughs> no, and, and so that's the thing there. You know? Yeah. And so obviously, that's not that big of a deal. It, it's it's stupid, but that's a different conversation yeah, as well. But, <laughs> but again, that's a very, very simple thing that can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know... I don't know what needs to be done to do it. Um, hey, maybe we could like start a, a small petition or something to give. I don't know. You know, I feel yeah. like any word counts. You know what I mean? In yeah. those type of situations. So. Well, and the fans, any you know, we, I feel like most fans would prefer it. Prefer that. I don't. I don't know. A lot of fans are once criticizing th- that idea. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of times. I don't know if it's the minority or not. You know, I don't have it, but you know, it's the people that are noisy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's your, it's the old school baseball fans yeah, that think yeah. bat flips are ruining the game. That, yeah. <laughs> um, having fun. Yeah. Is ruining the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so playing the game is ruining the game. <laughs> so it's just it's one of those things that it's kind of hard to 
figure out what this, how to do it, but there's a solution is clear. It's, there doesn't need to be any conversation about what the solution is. Mm-hmm. The solution is very simple. Uh, you know, it makes it's just rational. There's only one rational solution. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. Well. That will then conclude our first episode of the Not Another Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Roger Riddick, uh, with my co-host, Dustin Davis. Any last words from you, Dustin, before we wrap up? Insert corny joke about not another one. (laughs) Great. Dustin's also the comic relief. Uh, Tim, anything you want to say before we close out? That's pretty much all I had. Hopefully, I'll be able to join the show as much as off as much as I can. Probably Fridays. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> probably yeah. the only day we'll, you'll hear from me. But I will try to make the effort for sure, for sure. And yeah, um, I'm just kind of excited that we actually did this. You know, a lot of times when you want to start a project or start something, you know, new, the hardest thing is to just get started. <laughs> and and, that, and now that we're doing it. It's very easy. We're just talking. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, we're trying to keep it relevant, trying to keep it accurate. But at the same time, this is how we talk to another, like, any day. So <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy this first episode. We enjoy making it. Um, and we'll catch you on the next time.